don't know what to say. What do I say in the beginning? I lost it. I lost it. You didn't it's lose it. You. Yeah, it's in you, Mario. Did I lost it? I don't I think lost you did. it, guys. Shush. To listen. Friendship. Entertainment. listeners this is cinema 7 and i am your host mario b and today we have the crew back the og is back in the house we got john kanoki what's up chris hawk everybody and our good friend and guest on this episode joey hill yo what's up peeps was was joey hill's last episode the alien episode when we did our favorite (laughs) sci-fi Was no, that three, actually, four years ago? Actually, his last episode was uh, when we were talking about uh, vulnerability. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Nursing and, school. Uh, George. George was on that episode as well. That was a good episode. Yeah. But yeah, nursing school, man, keeps me away. Joey Hills, our uh, our good friend, he's been on the podcast before with us, and this is like the first time in a long time where me john and chris hawk are all together on the podcast and uh updated everyone who listens to the podcast or hopefully listen to the last episode is gonna try to listen to us that we are starting recording again and we're gonna try to keep things more short and sweet uh i told everyone that we're gonna slow down on review episodes and we're just gonna talk mainly about news and and um life things and all nerd things video games whatever we're going to talk about it we're going to share our opinions and we're going to share our friendship with you i should say this is uh cinema 7 resurgence part two <laughs> this is like part three part four okay part three part four you Volume can't kill two. yeah part duh part duh we're gonna talk about some trailers today. We're gonna talk about uh, the movie theater experience versus the home streaming experience uh, since uh, COVID started, and how everyone's been uh, watching their movies or you know what have you or what everyone's on. Um, we're gonna talk about uh, Wandavision and Disney Plus uh, releases. Um, actually, let's talk about Wandavision right now. Let's get into oh, it. Oh, oh. Changing it what? up, dipping our toe in. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about Oof. Wandavision right now. What? What'd you guys think of the last episode, or what'd you guys think of the season so far up until this point? I thought so it was good. I thought it was getting better every episode except for this episode. I honestly didn't like this episode as much as the other ones. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this episode like spoiled. It just kind of like was. It's like all right, the mystery's gone. Here we are. You know, it's, it's a very soft reveal. For Agatha Harkness, I felt, oh, I felt I love it, that it song. Was, <laughs> yeah, it was great. I just felt it felt it was a very soft reveal. I would think this would have done better if they revealed both. You know, it's obviously Mephisto. It's got to be Mephisto. Hundred percent, it's got to be. I'm gonna pass it to uh, John Kanoki and what he thinks because he actually uh, said Mephisto like episode one or two when he first watched it. <laughs> so, John Kanoki, what do you think of this episode and this reveal? Uh, again, you know, just to echo Chris Hawk, I 
I didn't really care for it. Uh, you know, it's it's a good episode. I like what's going on, but the episode just kind of was there for me. Out of all the episodes that we've seen so far, it I guess it was the worst. Even though it's not bad, it's just, you know, not a lot happened. Even the, you know, parody is not even as strong in this one for the decade. I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan. I like the Mephisto angle, though. I'm all, all aboard that train, but yeah, not a fan of this episode. Also, I love Monica a lot. And if they're going to make her photon spectrum, whatever she is, Captain Marvel, she's great in this season but this episode her her real like she, they're not giving clear motivations for her character on why she's so strongly trying to save wanda do you know what i'm saying she actually does she raise wanda or she just teaches wanda in the comics i'm talking about monica rambo talking about monica rambo oh i'm sorry about that yeah. hold on let's talk about that for a second because i thought that was Spectacular yeah, I a, origin. I got a question for Chris Hawk in regards to Rambo. Yeah. I know Chris Hawk is, is our resident like Marvel Comics guy. Uh, Rambo's powers, like it seems like she's starting to get powers. Uh, Her powers are very similar to they they change. I mean, usually it's like the electromagnetic wave spectrum. She can absorb power, she can release it. Um, like she absorbed um, Wanda's blast. As they yeah. showed in the show, she can. She, her powers are very similar to, yeah, she, very similar to Captain Marvel. That's why she she takes Captain Marvel's man, uh, mantle for a hot minute. Ah, see that I didn't know that. So going into the episode, I was like, "Where's Rambo getting these powers from?" How many episodes are left? Two. So they're going to ten or nine. I mean, yeah, they're going to nine. Do you have anything else to add? I know when we first discussed it, we were talking about they should probably keep the mystery for a while and do these uh, like television themed episodes till like you know the end or you know build it up and then reveal it. Yeah, yeah I, I think mean, they kind of just threw it out like this episode. Like they were like, all right, it's out. Everybody's figured it out. So they just kind of were like, all right, here here it goes. Yeah, it's one of those things that you know everybody was going to you know speculate and form the right theory episode one anyway. So why, you know, choose to rush it like that? But I guess if they're only going nine episodes and this needs to come out before, you know, X other Disney-related Marvel thing comes out, it, it kind of makes sense. Because I feel like they're just rushing it a bit in the end here. I don't know. That's just a personal feeling. I think they're going to do more. And do you, or I should probably ask all of you guys. I don't mean to just direct it towards John. But do you guys think maybe they're going to save Mephisto for season two and then upon like house of m in season two and three possibly or maybe maybe not even a season three but maybe like or who knows maybe the tv shows will lead into like the avengers or mcu versus scarlet witch i'm honestly not sure if there's going to be a season two of wandavision i think it correlates directly into uh the multiverse of madness dr strange i could see every other uh, Marvel series getting another season except for WandaVision. Yeah, I thought it, it was explicitly the purpose of the show was to bridge a gap. They weren't going to do seasons. You guys we'll, like to see more seasons? I guess we'll find out. I, I, would, I would love to. Would you like to see more baby vision? <laughs> I definitely want to see more, more childhood <laughs> vision pictures. <laughs> 
as I think anything with more vision. Yeah, anything with more vision in it is great because vision typically, you know, in the comics, you know, it's only until recently will he's hit it big. He's had his own comic line, you know, he had a whole vision where he had like a, a vision wife and vision kids and he lived in the tried to do the whole nuclear family thing and but uh I would love to see Paul Bettany explore vision more because I think he's he's a gem. Paul Bettany is super underrated. Marvel Marvel's gonna be busy this year. Oh, they're already busy. They're just lining that shit up. Who's everyone's favorite character in WandaVision? Yep, I'm back. I'm sorry. I had an okay. issue with my Wi-Fi going poop. Uh but it, it shouldn't be an issue moving forward. Um sorry about that. Uh, did I cut did I cut out a lot when I said my favorite? I didn't even hear you. Balls. Okay. Uh, I was talking about, uh, I, I really enjoy Kat Dennings as an actress, so it was really cool to see her back as Darcy Lewis. Um, and I really like Darcy Lewis's character in general in this, in this show, so she's definitely my favorite. Okay, okay, who's your favorite? Honestly, I don't know. You know, I, uh, I feel like Wanda's the only character that gets enough screen time to develop a relationship with. Um, I think some of the other characters are just kind of written off. Paul Bettany is good, but I just don't care about Vision, so it's it's kind of hard for me to care about his character. Oh, you wound me. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize he is good at the acting of the character, but I just don't care about the character, unfortunately. Mara, who you got? Uh, I like Monica Rambo. Like, I, I I don't know that that origin for her i thought was like one of the better mcu origins you know it kind of reminded me of uh i guess the way they did it kind of like the, the 2005 fantastic four movie or um you know something we've seen outside of marvel so i thought it was a little more creative than what i've seen with mcu stuff so far but i also like um the recast of Pedro, aka the uh, Fox Quicksilver, because I thought he was the better Quicksilver. I love it all. I think um, Elizabeth Olsen is really killing it. I think she's doing a fantastic job. Oh, she's knocking it out the park for sure. I think she would be my favorite. So I know Mario and John have all been talking about Marvel fatigue. So how did you guys feel 2020, the year without Marvel? And now, going into this year, a year packed full of Marvel. <laughs> I don't know. It felt like, I, I don't know. For some reason, it still it didn't feel like there was much of an absence, I guess, for me personally. I, honestly, I, the, with the Black Widow thing, they should just... Are they going to release that on Disney Plus? Because they should just I, put that on Disney Plus. I think they're very adamant about it being in theater, Kevin Feige said. Well... I mean, I'm excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, I think there's a lot going on. It's like every month, right? Almost. It's it's every month. There's it's after WandaVision, you got the start of Falcon, which goes into Loki, and at the end of Loki, you got Black Widow. With the and then after that, you got What If the animated series, What If series, and then Shang Chi, then Miss Marvel, then Eternals, and probably during that is What If still going on. And mm -hmm. then you ha then you have Hawkeye, and then Spider Man three. I think I'm mostly excited for Sang Chi because I want to see what they do with that. Something different. Uh, Miss Marvel be cool. Hopefully they play on the whole um, 
her trying to live her life while having the powers type of thing. You know, like, uh, I know she goes to college, right, in the comic book, John? Yeah. I think they're starting her young, though, aren't they? Like high school? Yeah, I would imagine they are. I don't actually know a whole lot behind it. I just to speak to your question, Chris Hawk, I uh it's it's one year is nothing to me, especially with the year it was. It's like it never left. So I don't yeah. I don't know what anybody's talking about unless they have some sort of a session and like went through withdrawals. Yeah. I mean I was already pretty fatigued with Marvel already. So I, and that I say that because there was stuff that I missed. Like there were movies that I didn't watch right away. Usually I don't usually watch movies right away. But like within a reasonable amount of time of them coming out, uh, when it comes to Marvel, I usually jump on it. And in with all the Marvel that had been coming out, leading up to and just past Endgame, I, I missed stuff. And I imagine it's probably going to happen this year. Do you miss stuff that was important to Endgame and Infinity War? How dare you? I didn't watch Doctor Strange or uh, Captain Marvel until after I watched Endgame. Well, Doctor Strange is not important. It wasn't really, but I, I still didn't like. I di- I missed that those two movies, and I didn't even go back until after I had watched Endgame. Did you think it mattered to the whole Infinity War and Endgame? Nah, not really. And I think that's going to happen here. I think you're going to have people are going to pick and choose with this much Marvel. You're going to have people that are going to be like, eh, I'm going to skip out on Falcon and Winter Soldier. I I just want to see Loki or or or, or like I want to see What If, but you know I might skip out on something. You know, like I don't know a lot about Eternals, so I, I might not even watch it. And that's kind of what Disney's going to get into is, is I feel like they're just going to put so much content out there that some stuff's just going to get missed and swept under the rug. Yeah, I think that was a concern I think we all had, right? I don't know. I think if you get Disney Plus, I think you're getting it exclusively for the Star Wars and Marvel stuff. I don't think you're going to miss anything. Well, hold on a second, okay? Because that Jeff Goldblum show on the uh, National Geographic. Top Notch. Top notch. That was good. Yeah. The dude uh, unboxing videos. Yeah. You can't beat that. Oh, yeah. Well, I got to awesome. go watch it just on the grounds of Jeff Goldblum. That's all you got to say. <laughs> it's actually pretty cool, especially when he gets personalized shoes made. <laughs> he goes to like a factory and or he's like uh, the episodes all on shoes and how shoes are made or how shoes impact uh, America and gets like his own shoes made. It's kind of cool. I'm Super have to watch um, I'm of the I'm of the opinion that I would rather all Marvel uh, media be turned into series. I'm fine with them not going back to movies anymore. If the go if the goal going forward would to be due to serials, if you did Spider-Man serials, I mean WandaVision is already breaking apparently it's already breaking viewership records. Now imagine if you had a Spider-Man series. If you is had it breaking an X-Men Mandalorian record, it's it's apparently it broke so many records that it brought down Disney Plus last Friday. Wow, that's nuts! So <laughs> a live-action Spider-Man, live-action X-Men series. X-Men. I'm more yeah. interested. I'm more. Inter- I'm more interested in that than the movies. My question there is like how. If you wanted to do it, like, like, let's say you want to do Iron Man, like, if you want to do a serial with Iron Man, like, how feasible is that? I guess you're Disney, so you kind of probably have endless amounts of money to get Robert Downey I mean, Jr. to do it, but... Every episode of WandaVision is basically its own movie. How much the budget is? I think it's 100 mil per episode or something like that. Holy crap. Yeah, that's, uh... I'll have to look that up. 
uh, the fact check herself, but that that'd be crazy. <laughs> that'd be nuts. Because uh, I mean, X Men and Spider Man, you make a good point. Those would be good uh, shows. And uh, the only think reason I think I agree is because we grew up during. Okay, like, I was off. I was off by seventy five million. In, ep- <laughs> in, ep- in, ep- in episode. Yeah, I knew. I knew. I knew you were wrong million. somewhere. Twenty five mil for an episode is still extraordinarily amount of money. Yeah, I barely got a thousand dollars, so like I can't make a WandaVision episode, I'll tell you that. I think if we, if we pooled all our money in, I think we can make like a minute of WandaVision. <laughs> I think we should try that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think uh we gotta get Catherine Hahn. That's who we have to get. I think she'd do it for a minute. She's the oh, best, yeah. she's the best, Sixty best part seconds. Of... You get one take. Agatha did the whole thing. One take. I grew up with it. We grew up with X-Men, the animated series, and Spider-Man, the animated series, you know, mostly all those 90s uh, cartoon shows. So I think those could work if they uh, do it almost like those shows or like how, you know, the next generation was. I think it could work. I think I think I said it in the group text that if, if all the singleton heroes had their own series and then the crossovers were movies, I think... I think it'd be a lot better and people would be more happy with, say, the people that were unhappy that Captain America didn't have his own third movie. They'd be like, well, Captain America has his own series. And then speaking to me, yeah, the crossover is, you know, the big the big crossover comics that Marvel does every season. Yeah, even if it's just even if the, the hero in question just gets one season. Right. I mean, it seems like everything's going home streaming anyway at this point with all the different uh, streaming apps. Uh, and I'll bring up the the ne- like one of our next subjects we want to talk about. Um, I, think, I think John should do that one. All right, sorry about that. I had some technical difficulties. Uh, Mario, uh, you, you'll fix that on the back end. Yeah. So I just wanted to to bring up a bit. We talked a bit about WandaVision, the streaming service, and uh, we've talked about Marvel's slated scale. Uh, what I really wanted to talk about, just briefly, but is this. The whole the movie theater experience versus streaming these movies. Um, I know you guys are well aware of all the movies that are now simultaneously being released in theaters, which nobody cares about, <laughs> and are also either showing up in streaming service you already pay for, or as like an added bonus, like you you know pay twenty dollars to watch a movie. Mario, right, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I was letting you guys go first since I'm the guest. I was like, I'll wait my turn. <laughs> I mean, you got to adapt to COVID and um, I feel like eventually somewhere down the road, this is what was going to happen anyway, Uh, because it already started happening with, um, you know, like cable providers and DirecTV, uh, where certain movies would play on their demand service. You could pay for it and watch it at home. But I mean, with COVID, it it just kind of rushed it there and and, and I. I mean, honestly, what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to have a uh, movie theater full for a movie during a pandemic. You know what I mean? So it's a good alternative. Um, I I personally uh, rather see a movie in the movie theater because, you know, watching Wonder Woman at home and, and uh, what else did I watch? Um, most of the HBO stuff that has come out already, the movies on there, I've seen like uh, Judas and the Black Messiah and uh, I've watched um, the little things. It's 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 cool to watch right as it comes out. Like it, it feels like oh this is a this is a big deal, you know. 
but it's not the same as watching it in the movie theater. I'll go. I'll go one extra, and uh, I'll go the opposite. I I don't care. I would gladly watch new released movies streaming for the rest of my life. I could never step foot in a movie theater again. And I would be fine with it. For me, I'm kind of with you there. Like I, I never was like a big person wanting to go into the movie theater. I, I like that new movies that are coming out, I have access in the privacy of my home. I don't have to plan a trip to the movies. I can just come home from work and be like, I want to see that movie. I'll, I'll go watch it right now. It's, it's right there. But at the same time, I feel like when you start doing that in, in, the, in the vastness that is streaming now and, and how many streaming services are out there and how many different companies are releasing uh, stuff on their streaming services, sometimes movies might get lost. You know, like when it's in the theater and you go to the theater and you see that list of movies, you're like, what's that movie? And you, you kind of learn what movies are out that way. Whereas with a streaming service and it's being released on the streaming service, you might miss stuff. It comes from a, uh, a feeling of convenience for me. My kids are about to hit an age where they're going to want to go see movies at a theater. And uh, that's going to be, it's going to be up there in price for a movie theater. If they keep on, if the prices keep on going up, it's going to, and then you want snacks and then yeah. drinks. So seeing a, like a new movie release on Disney Plus, whole family at home, you know, make our own snacks, go to the bathroom whenever we want because we can pause it. You know, the only thing that would be missing would be the surround sound. And, you know, you can yeah. buy your own surround sound systems now. Soundbar. You can you technically make a movie theater experience at home. While, you know, maybe I'll go see the theater for the big releases, but small release movies, movies that I'm not sure of that are, might be stinkers. I'm quite comfortable seeing them from my couch. John, how do you, how do you feel about it? Well, let me, let me ask you guys this, because it's not the, the full picture. I'm, I'm really like, uh -huh. I, you know, the convenience, yes, is nice. And obviously it makes sense now because it, you know, it has to be done that way. But the fact is, you know, some of these movies coming out are releasing on services that you have to have, but you have to pay an additional fee. Oh, okay. $30. That's what you're talking you about. about that? Oh, that's a no-no. That's uh... that, that seems to be becoming more and more accepted in what they're going to do. Yeah. Guess who didn't watch the Mulan movie when it came out because of that? <laughs> and you only yeah, have to wait, what, 31 days for it to become free, right? Isn't that True. all you have to wait? True, yeah. Uh, it, it depends. I Mulan, yes, but not all of the companies are doing that. They're making you pay the fee for, you know. Isn't H HBO Max is letting it come out free, right? Correct. Right now. Right now. Because they've got, time. what, 19 big name movies coming out next year. Like Dune, uh, King Kong, uh, versus Godzilla. So many other ones. And those are all going to be free for like 30 days. Yeah, and then afterward, correct. you have to rent it. Most anticipated movie of the year for Joe Hill Dune. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, Dune. <laughs> Mulan being thirty dollars, and all and, and all the things like, I think Mulan being like the first movie to do that. I think it got a bad break because it wasn't a musical. First off, Mulan's a beloved animated musical. Didn't have Mushu. Didn't have uh, didn't have a lot of the the quirks that made Mulan great. Had the controversy of the Hong Kong thing. The main actress. Go uh, rooting yeah. for the Hong Kong uh, 
you know, being against the Hong Kong uh, protesters, yada, yada, yada. I just, yeah. I mean, that doesn't you, matter in the grand scheme of what we're talking about. Right. Either you ri raise the price of your streaming service. I just don't think you should have to raise the price, uh, like a one day sale, $30. Let me keep the movie then forever. Or at least like have it available on your streaming service forever. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My, I mean my main concern is that they go down this road because people are paying these prices to watch these movies at a premium. In some cases, it's not like a on some streaming services, it's not that you just have access to it now. It's, you know, you're paying a price and you have access to it for X amount of time to watch it. It's almost basically like cutting out the middleman, getting rid of the theaters and collecting that money at the same rate because they're not willing to give it up. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my house isn't worth paying $30 to watch a movie. It's just, it's just not, I'll wait. And you know, it just delays everything for me. And then everything comes out and people spoil it because you know, you didn't pay that money, but somebody else did. And they wanted to post one comment and a thread that has nothing to do with it. It's just they're one of those things, you know. They're making jokes about it, and you're like out of the joke because you didn't pay thirty dollars for a movie. Or there's a meme that spoils the whole movie for you. Mm -hmm. yeah, very yeah. easily in today's yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> I I uh going to the movie theater for me has always been like a uh like a like a getaway. It's kinda like my um how do I want to phrase this? Kind of like, you know, when, when I go to the movie theater, it's to get out of the house, it's to leave whatever, you know, and it's, it's to be in, engulfed into that uh, environment and enjoy myself and not have to worry about everything else going on in life, you know? Like, so it sucks that it seems like because of COVID, it's, you know, movie theaters could possibly, they'll go extinct um in a way at the same time you know during covid it's i'm not, I'm not going to go sit in the movie theater with a bunch of people even though i uh the amc and stuff you know you can go there and there's hardly anybody in a movie theater i went the other day to see um a writer's odyssey which is a chinese film and it was fantastic and i was the only one in the movie theater it's pretty cool how's it going there king of the theater <laughs> King of the Fanta. Yeah. I know a lot of the like Martin Scorsese and Christopher Nolan have voiced their opinion about HBO Max or WB uh doing this, releasing them on the streaming service because they think it's killing the movie industry, which they're not wrong, you know, but at the same time, what else do you want them to do during you know uh COVID? I think also is because a lot of those deals they made with WB was they would be making money off the back end sales of movie tickets. And since all those movies are being released on streaming, they're not going to be making any of that extra money. So kind of WB kind of got out of losing money mm. to uh, the filmmakers and actors that that write those contracts like that. Right. But like, so, you know, the movie the movie theaters are failing like they don't want Ho hollywood doesn't want to fail but they still want to make these movies but if the if the movie theaters are getting shut down like uh beach movie Be bistro right up the street kate and i used to go see movies there uh because it's you know it's it's a it's a walk away and it shut down it's it's out of business they're they're not open uh so if you run out of movie theaters or like let's say 
only big, big movie theater companies can stay in, in business. So there's, there's just few and far between. And, and would you even bother to distribute your movie to just such a low number of movie theaters? Uh, you know, I just think it's, it's COVID has sped up what the future was inevitably going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at big corporations who are, uh, you know, they're not hard, like Best Buy in the store. I don't think is doing full time really anymore, except for certain positions, from what I've heard. And the company is either offering those people uh, severance or part time. Mm. So it's like you know, big corporations are also impacted by COVID. But you know, to go off of Chris Hawk, it's also a way for these big businesses to save their own asses. It's time for uh, universal basic income, guys. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so, do you have anything else that. to add or anything else to ask about it? I don't have anything to add to Chris Hawk's political comment. I didn't know this was a political co- podcast. Well, so. Oh, yeah. Didn't, you didn't see Friends Entertainment Politics on the tagline? You didn't, you didn't see that one, Joe? <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, you guys basically covered it up. I really thought yeah. it was an interesting topic. I mean, obviously, the inevitability is there. And yes, it's always been going that way. I just think as we get further and deeper into this as being a regular thing, I think you're going to see people paying basically the same price yeah. to do these things just to the companies themselves. I mean, I even see it getting up to video game prices where you, certain movies, you might even pay $60 for it. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Wild. You get that you get that season pass, so you get uh, Avengers, <laughs> uh, Infinity War, and then you get the end game for free DLC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that now they're going to have movies that aren't complete, and you have to wait six months for them to, you know, set a patch to finish it. But you own it. You get part one. It's an hour long, right? But you you paid sixty bucks, so you're guaranteed to get part two. But it's not till next year. Not till next year. <laughs> oh, hey, late. open up this uh, mystery box. Uh, Movie mystery <laughs> box. What'd you get? Oh, I got the crow, guys. You <laughs> can watch that now. It could be a boat. It could be a oh, boat. It could be. I'm on a boat. A skin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I got a different poster to put on over top of the movie before I press play. I think you also got to be concerned how much uh, media corporations Disney's buying up. They would be the only ones at the box office every weekend. Oh, yeah, I know. That's a, that's a whole separate topic. That is a yeah, whole yeah, separate a, topic. Can of worms bullshit right there. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into that monopoly another day. Uh there are two things we want to talk about was uh the Mortal Kombat trailer just released and uh the Corilla trailer. Uh how do you say it? Corella. Corella. My bad. You know, and I, I even saw one hundred one Dalmatians on VHS when it came out the cartoon. So <laughs> I guess as you guys know, I, I, I cannot English very well, so I apologize. Uh, Mortal Kombat trailer, though, uh, I have to say, I thought was that that movie looks awesome. <laughs> it looks pretty darn good. Uh, Sub Zero being the main villain, uh, him being my main character in all the games. I'm not very happy about him being a bad guy, but well, I technically, guess be- he is a he. He is pretty much a bad guy of the Mortal Kombat universe, though. Like originally, and maybe he'll be like yeah. a Thanos bad guy where everybody loves him. <laughs> who loves, Probably. Who loves, who loves Thanos? Oh my god, Kate is like a Thanos nut. She loves Thanos. I gotta send her a picture. She it's naked Thanos. Oh she she'd love it. 
She was like, two, baby two people she'd bang in Endgame, Thanos and Fat Thor. She was like, I'm on it. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean, bods are in these days, so. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I need to drink more beer, I guess. <laughs> it's a god bod. It wasn't a dad bod. Oh, god bod. I'm going to call it that. Uh, did you guys watch the Mortal Kombat trailer? Absolutely. I did. Oh, it looks so good. I think Kung Lao will easily be my favorite character. That's <laughs> Kung Lao is the guy with the hat, right? Got, yeah. yeah, he's the guy with the hat. You know what I think it is? I think we're actually going to get, you know, I think Pokemon Detective Pikachu was like one of the first good video game movies based yeah. off the video games. I don't even like mm. Detective Pikachu, but I can, I can, was that, but that wasn't good though. I thought it was good. <laughs> But we're, we're getting minority. Yeah. We're getting uh. to the point we're getting to the point where people that grew up with these games are becoming directors and cinematographers for the games they love. And I think you can really tell that this Mortal Kombat movie is gonna be made from a position of somebody that is deeply involved with Mortal Kombat. And I I think you could tell. And I hope yeah. this movie does fantastic. I hope it has Christopher Lambert Raiden in it because uh, he was the best part of the original Mortal Kombat movies. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't. Think I could be so. in the minority, but I really think he hammed it up. But, but I mean, I still like the old Mortal Kombat movies. They're so bad, good. The first I mean, one I like. The second one I will acknowledge. And you is don't terrible. like what the animality? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Cyrax. Look, turn Luke Kang turns into a dragon. End. Yeah. End the end the movie right there. Okay. End the movie right there. I also it did like end how for some people right there. What's that, John? I said it did end for some people right there. Out <laughs> if they used all the same characters, all the same actors from the first one, and they just did a new story plot, everything. I still I still like that Johnny Cage, the Sonya Blade, the Raiden, the the Liu yeah. Kang. They were all great. Even though Johnny King Johnny Cage dies within the first five minutes of the second movie, I was just oh, spoiled. That was, <laughs> that was dumb. Apparently, the main character is some new character they made up who has a, a relation to somebody. I think it's going to be Sub Zero. I could be wrong. That's what it looked like. Ross. His name's like something young. I don't know. It's a made-up character though. I don't know. Apparently, the director or. Uh, one of the writers said that the fatalities are going to play into the storytelling and they won't just be like there as like uh, hey look at this fatality guys it's actually going to make sense they said so uh, I think that's being that's going to be kind of neat that is interesting yeah I mean Jack's getting his arms torn off is just a fatality right there <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying I can't believe they showed it in the trailer it's just just incredible stuff. For some what about reasons, this other movie, uh, Cuella. Yeah, I'm excited. Emma Stone. Emma Stone is legit. Okay, she's legit. And this movie looks like Joker, with just a female lead. Honestly, looks like Birds of Prey or Birds of... Uh, <laughs> Mario's favorite movie. A... Oh, yeah, I lo- I love that movie. I think you guys should all watch that movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, the Joker thing, like, uh, it does have a like a Joker vibe to it, like the character. I don't know about the Joker movie. I mean, I I can see where you're going for Chris Hawk. Some instances where she's like, uh, I mean, both characters. You don't 
like you're kind of rooting for them but once they hit that path where you're like well you went a, you went a little too far there bud you know you went a little bit too far um i don't know if i can sympathize with you still but she seems like she's gonna start off crazy already hmm. and is it gonna be a total bad bad guy movie all the way through and through is there gonna be like characters that we're gonna side with other than Quilla? are we gonna i mean unless there's someone that's worse than Quilla in the movie so we take Quilla's side you know who who am i sympathizing with in this movie who who am i who am i whose side am i on do you have anything to add on it no i think that's pretty accurate i uh i didn't even know they were making this movie to be honest i uh i must have missed that one i'll watch it it'll probably be pretty good just because who's involved in the budget they're putting into it but the necessity of the movie i don't know <laughs> they're making an avengers <laughs> for for villains john of disney villains was she really that popular a disney villain though like are there other disney villains that really she is yeah surprisingly people that... love her like I, I always thought it was like there's like Maleficent and then I'm like what's after that you know like Ursula then you got um the fat oh, yeah. guy, the fat governor from uh, Pocahontas that guy <laughs> that guy <laughs> <laughs> and then you got the the preacher from uh, Notre Dame Frollo yep you the origin <laughs> Gaston Gaston boom yep, look origin boom they're doing Avengers but it's for bad guys so it's Revengers. Who's gonna bring them together? <laughs> it's gotta, it's gotta be uh, the fairy godmother. It's gotta be her. Someone. <laughs> Why? It's the Batfleck that brings them all together. Who, who's Maybe evil? Kind of suicide Squad. Is it? What, who's? The, what about the voodoo guy from uh, the Frog <laughs> in the Print? The... Keith David. Well, now we're rambling, so I, I say we call James it Woods? here. Hades. I just want to throw that out there. Oh, Hades. Anyways, we'll let Mario finish now. <laughs> Uh, no, Hades would be Hades would be cool to see. Yeah, James a Hercules live action with James, James Woods. He's been black. He's been blacklisted from Hollywood. It's not happening anymore. Uh, <laughs> you can get somebody. Anyway, uh, we started rambling there, but uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with uh, me, John, Chris Hawk, and our friend Joey. Be one last uh, thing. Uh, do you guys have any recommends or anything you guys want to throw out there that you guys have been watching or reading or uh, anything like that? Um, I've I've started watching The Sinner. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. It's it's like a USA show. It's really good. It's so good. It is very very good. Uh, I just finished season two. About to jump into season three. Fantastic, dude. I watched season three in like three two or three days. Like I was. Oh, is it just as good as the other two? Yeah, I think. Well, it's. Don't they it's all different. change main actors in all series, all seasons? They, they keep the same main detective, but it's like a totally different case with all new actors and everything. Each, each. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! This is a cr- uh, true crime series. Yeah, Chris Hawk, I, you would oh. love this series. You you would you would go nuts for this. The Sinner, I'm, go watch it. I'm already there. I'm already there. Pullman, I think is. Bill Pullman, you the the best speech in any movie ever made in Independence Day. Correct. Yes, Correct. he's he's the uh, he's the detective, and he, he's detective he plays Ambrose. a good yeah he plays a good flawed detective. Yeah, he's like good. he's kind of he's flawed. He's very kind of like awkward. Like he he just kind of has that yeah. like he he struggles with emotion, and you kind of love it. You know, like there's this one so girl like thank you like, so much, and he just looks at her and goes okay. 
It's like Monk. <laughs> is it like Monk? Yeah, sounds a little like, bit sounds, like that kind like of character. Monk. Yeah. Well, he's uh he's a detective who's definitely had a tr- rough childhood and is damaged and he uses that to his ability, I believe, to help get inside some of the people he's uh, looking for. Yeah, and what I what I like about him is that like the compassion comes out in his actions, like the what he does for these these people in these cases and not in his body language or what he says. So it's just, I, I really enjoy his character. Yeah. And it also breaks down each, I guess, villain each season. It kind of gives you like a psycho analyzation, like, Hey, uh, something brought them down this way. And you can almost be like, wow, that's too believable that something so, um, just can impact someone's emotions or, or depress them that much or bring them to this that, you know, you don't want to see happen to anybody. So you kind of uh, get behind the, the killers as well. Yeah, because like, you'd, you'd love it. you got to get into it. Psychological, it's got twists and turns all the way up to the last episode of every season. My recommends are books. Um, I just finished uh, Children of Dune. Joey, did you get a chance to finish Children of Dune yet? I got a hundred pages left. It's a long I, book, very it, long. I, um, I, I would have finished it sooner, but I had a school. Yeah, <laughs> let me know. Let me know when you finish that. Um, by that's by Frank Herbert of the Dune series. It's really good. It actually, I think, it gets better after the first Dune book. Um, the this the story of everyone's stories and storylines and everything. Circe. C-I-R-C-E by Madeline Miller. If you're a fan of Greek mythology, it's a very good take on the one of the daughters of the Titan Helios. Really good book. Um, and then also, of course, The Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. Book 16, I'm actually about to start reading, and it's accumulating like 15 stories worth of books, and uh, some shit's about to go down. I'm excited about it. Do you have anything to uh, add or recommend? I have nothing to add or recommend that I am as devoted to as the things you guys have discussed currently, unfortunately. Madden, John? Uh, Martin's quitting that, so we won't talk about that. I do have something I wanted to ask uh, John about. Um, and I just I just literally saw it today. John, are you, a, are you a Diablo fan at all? I have dabbled in Diablo, yes. Diablo 2 Resurrected. I don't know if it was announced today, but that's when I saw it. It was announced uh, I, on Friday, yeah. I'm very excited. Diablo 2, I love that game. I can't tell you how many times I try to get in that game, and then I stop. I, uh, I never owned what it about, um, when it was popular, but I'm excited for it and 4. Oh, yeah, Diablo 4. Yeah, 4 looks great. We got a rogue character now. <laughs> about, uh, they, they had it in... Uh... John. Hey, that's a good show. You should watch that. What show is this? It's... Uh, uh, a Korean Canadian uh, convenience store. It's a sitcom. Oh, it's pretty good. Oh, I'm gonna have to. It's on Netflix. It's, it's called Con- Convenience Canadian. Kim's Convenience. Oh, Kim's Convenience. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. Oh, it's very good. On a second, Joey on the center. I think everyone should watch that. Who likes crime dramas? Uh, the only other thing I would also recommend is uh, if you have an Xbox and you have Game Pass, uh, play Gears Tactics. If you like Fire Emblem, if you like Gears of War, if you like those type of uh, strategic uh, games like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, I think Gears Tactics is uh, right up your alley. It's actually pretty fun. Can you choose your own profession? And... Uh, no. <laughs> you can't. 
Your profession is only soldier. Yeah. <laughs> I, also, if you have the chance, go back and play Knights of the Republic. I'm playing through that, and I wish I would have played it when it came out. I wish I was into it when it came out. I wasn't into those type of games until probably after Mass Effect 3. Uh, so uh, I'm late to the game on those games, and it's sad. So, But I'm enjoying what's, it. What's your build like? What's your build? <laughs> How, uh, how dexterity. You and uh, dual dual sabers? Uh, not yet. I'm not. I I just uh, stole the Sith armor. I'm still pretty early hey, in the game. You got you work go. to do, man. It's a yeah. Oh. It's it's one of my favorite games of all time for a reason. Like it's such a great ride. Anyway, we uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, well, you can listen to us next week and and so on and so forth. Stay with us uh, for this resurgence part two, part three, part four uh, comeback tour. Um, part duh, part duh. Oh, one last Chris thing. Hawk. One last. Go thing. ahead. Right, you guys should do uh, episodes that are like maybe extra long with some premium content that you should charge people for, <laughs> even though they already listen to your podcast. Thirty dollars. Thirty <laughs> bucks. Thirty bucks. <laughs> one, one. There's a sucker born every day, every second. If you guys, <laughs> it's a good idea. If you uh, if you want to um, reach out to us on social media. Uh, Cinema Seven uh, underscore Pod on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Uh, you, I don't know. You can message us on there too if you follow if you like us on Facebook. Uh, but you can reach us on our email at Cinema Seven Podcast at Gmail dot com. Cinema just the number seven podcast at Gmail dot com. And uh, there, you know, you can tell us you like us. You can tell us whatever. De- you can definitely subscribe to us. Um, on Spotify now, you can spot uh, subscribe to us on wherever you get podcasts, and you can review us on there as well. Uh, Chris Hawk, if you wanted to take it away with your classic send off, so from us at Cinema Seven, we want to reiterate that we are never ever going to charge premium for our content because we believe <laughs> in free 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 speech. Uh, we want to thank you for listening with us. We want to thank you for watching with us, and we want to thank you always for exploring with us. Check, please.